This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> I'm giving you a choice. I can put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance with this. If it's not natural to breastfeed, how did like the species get to where it is now? Like, why didn't we die out several millennia ago? I think we found other ways like formula to feed the babies. So, and okay, years so ago, like in, during the medieval period, like where did you get the Similac then? Well, well I, yeah, exactly. I'm not quite sure. But, not quite sure. But this breastfeeding oh. phenomenon has been going on for the last 10 years. The last 10 years. But before that, our mothers weren't all exactly into breastfeeding. You had the, the feminism, the, the revolution, the 70s. Women did not breastfeed like they do nowadays. So breastfeeding okay. has not always been the answer. Feminists, as usual, are helping to obscure biological realities because they don't like them. And that's an attack on science, it's and I'm a, against it's, that. It's a study that's just saying it's inappropriate to say that breast milk is the only natural way to feed a child. A man could naturally feed a child in other ways. Well, actually, it's, a man can't naturally feed a child. Well, a man can't produce formula. I mean, baby like, what, and naturally is, give it uh, formula. Natural. It's the natural. Loving is natural. Can you just take three steps back? Or could it be those massive chest feeders? And this is episode 51 of Behind the Schemes for June 28, 2021. And I'm Boo Berry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse. And and from all the way over here on the left coast, I'm just naturally being on this natural show, naturally feeding you. I am lavish. Uh, but probably most impressive, joining us tonight is one Dame Duh Lorian from Bowl After Bowl. Yes, and I will be breastfeeding the wolf cub throughout the show. Hell yeah. Excellent. So there we go. I almost said pics or it didn't happen, but that felt a little inappropriate. Jesus. I know. So I'm glad that I didn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> hey, I Anyways. got no problem. You've, you've been in the bowl. You know how we roll here. <laughs> OnlyFans.com. Uh, oh, it's awesome to have you here, Lauren. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us here on Behind the Schemes. Yes, anytime. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I, I'm, yes, uh, uh, your husband, the, the other half of the Wolf Pack from KC, was, was uh, with us last week, and, and now we got you, and, and uh, we got baby John in the background, yes. the wolf pup. With KC. Sneaking mm -hmm. in here behind the schemes with a baby. <laughs> and I, I take it that he isn't big enough yet to be able to get the damn jelly beans, right? 
the jelly beans are still in the girls' purview. That's right. Yeah, not yet, but I'm sure he'll learn quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh, are the are the are the, the the little ones super into jelly beans? Yeah, they find them out of nowhere, and they steal them in the middle of the night, creeping around, especially during bowl after bowl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know where the jelly beans come from either, because I don't buy jelly beans, but it's like I will find packages of jelly beans <laughs> that are open, and then a trail of jelly beans from the kitchen to their bedroom all the time. Wow, that's a uh, the the fucking <laughs> what? It's like a fairy tale. <laughs> it is. When, you know, when I was a kid, I had this uh, character in my mind that was the jelly bean ghost, and I w- wonder if maybe I somehow brought him into reality, summoned mm. him. Was this a like a good ghost, bad ghost, indifferent? He, he was a good ghost. Mm, my little, okay. uh, I wrote like a short story in first grade or something, and. He was a he worked at like a candy store and died there and then uh, he just haunted it and he stole all the jelly beans. <laughs> wow. And then you like actually conjured someone who's like, "Oh, that was me. I I was in New York City in 1890 and yeah, that's what happened to me." So here I yes, am. Yes, here we are with the ghost that can't get enough jelly beans. <laughs> I love the jelly bean. It's my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I know you're I, up to no good with the jelly beans, though, Lavish. Well, I mean, I, I, you know, I may or may not have driven, you know, across the continent to come and steal jelly beans from you in the middle of the night. After bowl after bowl, Tuesday nights at 9 o'clock central, because, you know, I, 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 get, I, sm- I smoke a little stuff, you know, when I listen to your show. That's kind of the theme of the show. And uh, the truth is, is, you guys talk about some pretty some pretty deep topics where you kind of have to smoke because it's, you know, there's a lot of 33s out there and stuff. It can be overwhelming. And uh, you guys lay it down. It, it actually amazes me how many times a week, every week, you can find a, like a thousand 33 stories. It's crazy. How <laughs> hard? Everywhere. If you had a rate on a scale from zero to 10, how difficult would you rate it to find the amount of 33 stories that you bring every week? Zero. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm cutting down. Like I pick three top stories, but it's like every hour, every time I read news articles, there it is in the mm-hmm. article, in the headline, the headline ones are just astounding. It's like they're sending a message or something, but just further proof. Yeah. And there's a lot, a lot of times it'll be like, you know, 34 victims, but they'll put 33 in the headline and then you read the story and it's like 34. It's like, well, why is 33 in the headline? Is that really an error? Or are they just kind of, you know, or is it, yeah. Doing is that. It a flag? You know, yeah. Don't I, know. I think it's a lot of it's a troll in a lot of part, especially by the middle management guys. I think that they do it to try and fit in with the upper management. If you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Trying to show that. That, they, that they can play along. They know that they're initiated. That's part of the. That's part of the whole thing. Is it's like we don't advertise. You find us. You come to us, right? So, yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, before we get too far, uh, tonight's tarot card uh, was the Knight of Wands from the Teo, Tarot de Marcel. The Knight of Wands. And I scrolled down a little further, and there's a. Uh, there's a section listed in the website I pulled the information from, and I really like this uh, this little quote that they got, and it's titled, When the Cavalier de Baton Speaks Up. 
When I was a page, my symbol was on the earth. Since then, it has risen to the sky to the development of the soul. I do not separate myself from it. It rooted in my hand and develops on its own. The animal I rode on, a huge and strong horse, has white fur, the collar of purity. It symbolizes the grandeur of my desires. I, the knight, manifested its will, turning it from right to left, from action to receptive. I have learned to go around the path of destructive energies to the life of the mind. My energy is separating itself from complacency, from the temptation of tyranny, and from the animalistic battles has become immense. Through an act of supreme will, my animal nature, this white horse, was condensed, turning into the red sword of the knight of swords. I represent the moment when Eros becomes a beautiful spring for the mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In general, the, the Knight of Wands just means that things are going better than you expected. You've been through uh, some tough tribulations. You have worked. You have strived. And then out of nowhere, you look down and you are actually doing better than you thought you were doing. And uh, you should be full of energy. You should be full of enthusiasm and confidence. And uh, you should be feeling fearless. And you should be putting things into motion. That's what the card means. Yeah, exploiting intentions and visions to make it actually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a cool card. I think, uh, this is a definite first for behind the schemes for the tarot draw. Yeah, this is, uh, you don't really see this one very often. Or at least I don't see this one very often. I, I very, don't ever pull this one. <laughs> Maybe very rarely see knights. I'll see aces, yeah. uh, some queens, but very, very occasionally is it a knight. Yeah. Very most of the time you get numbers or you get like yeah aces or whatever you call them, whatever you want to call them when they're ones. A singular single. Uh, we did have a donation come in late into the uh, last week's episode with icy grills coming in at thirty three thirty three. Oh man! Woo, icy. Muchas gracias, icy grills. Total G move with the uh, the double thirty threes right there. Oh yeah, that's probably just that's just the magic number. What are you gonna do? I uh, <laughs> if I was more on top of my shit, I would have pulled some Skeletor clips. But uh, next week we'll uh, <laughs> we'll get something laid out for you there. Oh, that's that's easy pickings. You can find a million of those. There was one I could- specific. I just stumbled across, but I think I forgot to save it. Like a you just do an impression. Ah, hang in there, I will get you, (laughs) he man. (laughs) (laughs) Melon voting—it's totally legit. Uh, My when I think of him, I think of like yeah, see, it's almost like yeah. Ah, I'll find you once again. No, just saying. I'll get you again, my pretty. It's been a long time since I watched that shit. Yeah, I I never watch that shit. This is this is just uh. Holy fucking shit, you guys! I don't know. Yeah, thanks, Icy. You the man, brah. Yes. Um, but yeah, this is a value for value production. So, uh, like many of the shows featured on the No Agenda stream, we do this all for free. We do it because we want to. We do it for all of our adoring fans out there. If you find value in what we do, uh, consider supporting the show. And you can do that by emailing us articles, uh, sending us clips, ISOs. You got some music that you recorded. Get it to me. Definitely we'll play that on the show. 
because I mm-hmm. love music. Um, you can go to loveislit.com and uh, there's a donate button there. If you if you feel like throwing some cash our way, it all goes to support the show. Um, we're wanting to do some tech upgrades, so this next batch of uh, donations will go to upgrading hardware. Yep, and you know it can be like you do like a one dollar and eleven cents, like a one 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 or a two two two. That all that, that's all fun. We like numbers like that, even if they're small. And uh, yeah, we wouldn't be able to say any of the wacky tacky fucking shit we say on this show if we were in the pockets of corporate assholes. And uh, we exist on this platform because the show wouldn't exist without stuff like this. There are a lot of shows on the No Gen Network that rock, and uh, this. Uh, lady here, uh, her show is definitely on the bleeding edge, as the kids say, of um, tech when it comes to podcasting in general and the value for value system. Oh, fuck. You're going to make me boost. Oh, Hell yeah. My. That is all thanks to Sir Spencer. He, he just hopped in that car and started driving real fast. Burning <laughs> rubber. Yeah. I feel like he showed up and was like, hey, what's going on in here? Oh, okay, I'll go learn to code real quick. And then he went and learned to code real quick and was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, guys, just get in the car. I'm like, ah, where are the keys, man? <laughs> yeah. But. Well, Boo Bear's doing that with me a little bit, too. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. What's all this? I'd say we're still in the um, dog paddling stage of getting fully onboarded, but we're at least in... Um, you can go to tribes.sphinx.chat and you can check out for Sphinx Sphinx specifically. Uh, Ball After Ball is featured on there. Behind the Schemes is featured on there. Um, I think uh, Fun Fact Friday is on there as well. Um, oh, yeah. Midas is, is on there for sure. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's, it's new. It's interesting. It, you know, it, it, it's just all... Very new, so it's interesting to, to check into. And Sir Spencer from the chat is saying to run a node. Yes, which I believe we're going to move on the voltage node um, until I can get enough scratch for a raspy blitz, and then we'll get something, some uh, proper hardware running here in the mini ocalypse. Mm. Nice. Which, we jam. I'm not. Uh, I'm not really that nervous about getting it getting it installed because when I don't know something, I'm pretty good about finding the info or just asking questions. So, I think uh, I think it'll be a good time, and I'm just gonna. Hey, how the fuck do I do this? Hey, yeah. you, come here. How the, how the hell do I do this? Come here. Uh, what am I doing here? Yeah, that's right. That's the way to do it. And I think we should just let Bill Hicks wrap it all up for us. Do a commercial, you're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore, and uh, end of story. Uh, that'll be an earplugs, John. Earplugs. Don't want any bad words going in there too early. <laughs> on uh, I think he's heard them all by now. <laughs> uh, that happens, too. Yeah, it'll be okay. Fucking diapers. Where are the fucking diapers? Uh yeah. Uh, speaking of new things or old things, do, in tarot, do you have any interest in tarot, Lauren? I've dabbled. You dibbled? Yeah, dibbled and dabbled. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a weird thing. 
Like, uh, you know, we, this is kind of an occulty show, but I got to admit, there's certain things I don't like to muck with because I, I respect their power, if, if that makes sense. Totally. It's like, I don't want to fucking open that book and read a bunch of weird Egyptian stuff that's going to curse me. I don't need to do that. I don't need that on me, Ricky Bobby. Um, tarot's kind of like that. I have a deck. It was gifted to me. Hey, there you go. So I feel that's a good start. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. I've done some drawings for myself. Like if I have, you know, just need some reaffirmation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Let's do like a five card draw. Look up what the cards are saying. And yeah. Be like, all right, that's the tone for the day. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what I think it's best for is just being like, all right, I got something to work with now. <laughs> if you would like to chat along with us on, when we do these shows live on Monday's nights, uh, 730, 930, 1030, uh, East Coast time, go to com, click on that green room, and uh, there's a little Kiwi chat room that's associated, or that's a part of the Zero Node uh, I always forget this URL, but uh, yeah, we're on there. Hashtag green room. Hang out. There's a ton of cool people. Come hang out. Listen. Yeah, the chat room is low-key the coolest thing about NA. If you're not in the troll room, you, you're missing something. You're missing out. You're missing out on a big part of it. And there's a irc.zeronode.net. Thank you, Servo. And uh, we even have a pool. So there's like a pool party literally going on every time when I come home. It's true. And, uh, we have a very cool pool. We open it. It's every open every day. We have a bar. There's no walking allowed. You have to run. And there's only glass allowed in the pool. Yes. Um, <laughs> clothing optional? Clothing is way optional. Also, Perfect. we we have it's a big pool. The deep end goes really deep. We have dolphins and we also have baby goats that you can swim with if you'd like, but they have to stay in the shallow end. Um, so anyway, sorry about that. I just, I, I love the pool. I just, I get excited when I think about it. And, uh, finally full bar too, of course, full, bar. <laughs> fully stocked, <laughs> fully, fully stocked bar. Uh, only the, uh, most, uh, top tier, uh, top shelf liquor. Yeah. You're not, we're not going to give you any swill house drivel. We're going to give you the high end stuff at the pool. <laughs> The uh, last thing we should probably touch on here is call our scream mail tonight. Scream for Dame DeLorean at 612-263-7999. That's right. 612-263-SEXY. S-X-X-Y. Yeah. uh, Scream for me. (laughs) You heard it, folks. Just do it. <laughs> Scan, enhance, rotate. <laughs> um, and, you know, say hi to the baby. Say, you know, just call in and go, hello, John. Just, you, you do that too. I don't know. That, that could work. Maybe. Just scream at the baby, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> baby will scream back, maybe. <laughs> this is why I wear headphones. <laughs> right. And we actually, uh, Quirkus. Quirk has texted us uh, uh, during the week, sent in a, uh, it's a Venus flytrap uh, called the Little Pot of Horrors, which I thought was super cute. And I dropped it in the show notes. So you can go to zosascorner.substack.com 
episode 51. Check it out. And if you subscribe, whenever we go live, uh, I send these show notes out. So it's a nice little reminder that, hey, we're going to do some shit. And uh, they're in a place that you can find them pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really nice. They're really nice, tidy, neat notes. You should check them out. Very visually stunning. Um, I think that was all the business. I think we did it. Ah, I fucking hate business, man. Yeah. Someone <laughs> get, contact legal. Tell them I ain't doing this. Fucking yeah. other duties as assigned to my asshole in the contract. Jesus. Fire our lawyers and hire other lawyers to sue our old lawyers. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. when they inevitably fuck that up, we'll get another we'll team. We'll get another team. We'll sack them. And the, those who have been sacked have been sacked. Yes. Uh. <laughs> The sacked pack. <laughs> sack pack nine on DVD. <laughs> Got to go in the back for that one. <laughs> Behind the curtain. I, okay, yeah. This is my one and only burning question. And if you don't want to expose the magic, I totally understand. And we can drop it and never bring it up again. Okay. Oh God. The curtain. Is it a real curtain? Or is it? It is. Oh. It's real. It's It's a beaded curtain. It's got yin yang beads on it. Wow. Fancy. Um, I being from theater and entertainment, I'm a big fan of props. Uh and I think that's probably the most iconic sound effect. It's like, oh, you know it's a fucking party now. I love that shit. Hell yeah. Beaded curtain. <laughs> In the industry, we call that Foley. Yes. Give it, give it the would, real live raw sound. Shower Thoughts, a Foley artist, is a podcaster's looking for clean ISO's worst enemy. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. This is true. Because they got the clacking of dinner plates in the background. They got fucking crowd mummers. And also the score, too. Between the score and the foley, you're always getting screwed on ISOs. Just sound designers in uh, general. Yeah. (laughs) Just stop, man. (laughs) There's some old videos that I should find somewhere of, of you watch these old school foley guys in the 60s in action, and they just have a room full of shit, like plywood and horseshoes and all this crap and they're doing a chase scene in a movie and they're chasing it's like a a cop is chasing a bad guy down the street and they're running into cars and shit and dump and these guys are doing the sound effects for this whole scene live with all this crap and they're hitting each other with chairs and they're i mean it's like it's a total performance piece it's it's really fascinating to watch but it's it's an incredible art and uh and uh, underappreciated art Definitely. And I didn't realize literally everything, every movie you see, every video that's made is like enhanced with Foley art. It's all thanks to the Foley artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the sound engineers who just, yeah, they manufacture the whole, like everything, the clinks of the glasses and all that shit. <laughs> it's the like crunching of snow. Yeah. Yeah. Rain. De- definitely one of the more iconic ones is uh, Star Wars. I'm smacking those uh, transformer lines and shit like that. Oh yeah, all the light springs and the lightsaber sounds. The and then in, in uh, Jurassic Park too, all the dinosaurs and shit. <laughs> How they did all that, yeah. 
<laughs> that seems like a fun job, a real fun job. Yeah. Sound, sound is cool, man. Um, it was never my forte, but uh, I've done a, a, a couple shows doing the sound design for them. And when you get to build things like soundscapes, it, I don't, I mean, other than maybe smell, like what transports you back to a specific time, or not transports you back, but what transports you to a specific time, location. Um, I mean, you have the visuals of the costumes, but it, it really feels like this, the audio is what sort of ties the room together. Hmm. It really ties the room together. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Spencer just dropped the uh, beaded curtain in the chats and... Oh, here we go. So fucking hippie. <laughs> Ooh, it looks like uh what is that game Go? Looks like a Go or like a checkers board or something. Silorian, hmm. have you always been a hippie? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't know. I don't define myself as a hippie. I'm just I, kind of a freedom lover. <laughs> and that's that's I, I kind of equate hippies and punks as sort of like I'm not really a punk rocker to the extreme of the mohawks and the piercings and everything but the spirit the the freedom of fresh air um it's very punk I think it's very hippie um maybe hippie is a bad word or not a bad word maybe where, where I'm from hippies are just like dirty weirdos in the park that have no shoes on <laughs> and they like run around and they sell you fake acid ooh yeah. That's not good. Yeah, like I shave my armpits, so yeah, yeah, I feel a exactly. little excluded from the hippie crowd. <laughs> right. At least the hippies I know, I don't know, <laughs> who would self-identify. <laughs> you know, it's like gypsy. Like, I've used gypsy and pissed people off. And to me, a gypsy is like, ooh, I think of like Stevie Nicks, you know, wearing like shit, flowy shit and jewelry, having big hair. And uh, and when I say gypsy, there's people in Europe that are like, "Fuck you! Don't don't call me that!" Like, as if it's like a real it's a real slur there. Because they really hate them there. <laughs> they really hate gypsies. Uh, there was a guest. I uh, I forget the number of the episode, maybe twenty four. But a buddy of mine, Cody, he was stationed over in Romania and and had lots of stories about. Uh, yeah, the the PC way is called them Romanians. Yeah, <laughs> uh, pretty interesting stuff. I mean, it's uh, sounds like they're rather in your face, and they they involve a lot uh, of kids in their shenanigans that they try and pull on tourists and shit. Because mm-hmm. uh, the kids can get in there with um, without you know your bullshit detector going off. Right, mm. you trust kids for the most part. At least you don't expect them to just lift your wallet like that, you know, which is what they do. Or they'll they'll do they'll run a scheme, you know, where like they'll knock you over, one will get behind you and the other one will push and will take your wallet or whatever. Or slide a hand. Yeah. I would love to be a sleight of hand artist. You ever seen those Vegas guys that just rob someone on stage? Like they'll bring someone on stage and be like, oh, what's this? Oh, this, this, and they'll take his wallet, his his watch, his glasses, his everything he's got, 
right in front of everybody and then change his shirt that he's wearing. It's, it's, <laughs> it's magic, you guys. It's real magic. Well, I, uh, so there, there was some legitimate questions I wanted to ask you because you just had baby John there and you're just over a month now, uh, a month and some change. Yeah, month and two days. Mm-hmm. Um, he for sure was a home birth. Your other yes, two, or they they were home births as well, right? Yep. Uh, was that a decision that you were conscious before you knew that you became pregnant the first time? It was, and I don't really know what set me on that path, other than my absolute terror of hospitals after having like one really bad hospital uh, run in mm. when I was really young. Um, but I just, you know, I started reading about birth and I would watch like documentaries on it and videos of births when I was like an early teen through my teens. Um, and I just was like, Hey, this isn't a medical emergency. It doesn't have to be treated like one. Uh, so why not just do it naturally and be comfortable? And where am I most comfortable? At home. Mm. Yeah, that, so. was, that was something I picked up that uh, Spencer had said with the latest Bowls with Buds uh, with Illuminatia. And that being at home was just a more comfortable... It was, it was, it's, your, it's your literal fucking home. It's not some super sterile environment. Uh, it's just got this weird offish smell to it. It's very <laughs> yeah. unwelcoming. Beeping machines, people in masks and rubber gloves floating about. Yeah. I thought he made a great point, too, when he said, you know, what's comfortable to us and what's comfortable to me could be very different for someone else. Someone might be comf more comfortable at a hospital than at their own home. You know, sure. just knowing that there's medical interventions at the ready that might comfort their mind. Mm hmm. But for me, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Did you get any uh, pushback from uh, friends, family, uh, who, whoever would fit in that bill? I did. Um, I only knew one friend who had attempted a home birth, and she ended up deciding to go to a hospital, like, once labor started progressing, um, just because of her discomfort and, like, her nerves. And so she was just like, oh, no, it was, she's like, it's not for me. It's not for me. And if you want to try it, you go for it. But like, it's real tough. Birth is real, you know, painful and like totally worse than I expected. I was like, oh, man, she's one of the strongest people I know. So I was like, well, well I just had no idea going in. You know, I said, this is what I want to happen. I want to have a home birth, um, but I'm open minded. But once I had the first one successfully, I was just like, heck yeah, I'd do that all over again. Yeah. And here you are with number three. Yeah. Going strong. Hmm. Uh, do you have any intention to have any more? I do. I definitely oh. want more kids. Right on. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, best of luck to you. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot you of and fun. Spencer will figure it out. You know, it's, it's, you guys. You guys uh, are, are fantastic together. I think they are literally raising our saviors. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. 
I'm going to take it that far. I mean, for people that are on the level, Luminadia to boot, um, I mean, it's going to have to be the kids that fucking fix this shit. Or the next uh, generation of that, there's no doubt. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a fucking reason that uh, the New World Order, the lizard fucks, whatever you want to call them, just have to get their fucking hands on them. How else? Where, where else are you going to get the people to fuel their armies? Get them young. That's what Hitler and the church said. I don't know. They're not getting their hands on these guys. <laughs> not my yeah, kids. No way. No None way. of the no agenda children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always wonder how many. There are, of course, a lot of people that listen, a lot of families. And there are probably a lot of kids that listen to the show through their parents. And I'm always curious as to how many, like the sheer number, because it's always up in the air as to how many people actually listen to No Agenda daily to begin with, or, or just even in general. You don't have to say daily or live, but like in the end, how how on average how many people listen to each episode? You know, right now, is it a hundred thousand people? <laughs> it and could therefore, be. You know, that's not an outrageous number. I, I don't then- think. Yeah, their kids are in the car or in the room, so then it's like more than just the number of people listening on a device. Mm-hmm. Like it- we've got Sir C. Mike in this area, you know, he's got eight kids. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty awesome. They're all raised on no agenda. Yeah, I don't know if Blue Douche Thirty Three did that with his kids. He's got eight kids too. Oh wow! Yes, that's holy right. shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I love that guy. Wherever you are, Blue Douche, if you're hearing this, you're <laughs> hell of a guy. Yeah, Blue Douche is great. <laughs> if the shit hit the fan, I want that guy on my side at my house. Absolutely. He's <laughs> like, yeah, man, whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man a pretty good brief conversation about uh, David Lee Roth's first solo album, which I think is phenomenal. Uh, Is that the one with uh, California Girls? I think that's the second one. The second one. Okay. Let me check. uh, Fact check myself. Uh, Fact check. Check facts, please. I don't know. You don't have to do it. Lorian, why is the press so bad at doing their jobs? Mm, that's a great question. Drugs and deadlines, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> you know, that's not a bad theory. Hypothesis, I'm sorry. Yeah, just going on my experience when I was in journalism school, that was the main problem. Drugs. <laughs> Drugs with a deadline. You add them together. Oh, that was college for me, that's for sure. We really Except, just got to shit it out. Eh, it's more alcohol. I would get really drunk and churn out papers the night before they were due. <laughs> And Hell then in the yeah. morning, I would edit sober. That's and I would I pass college that way. <laughs> uh, That's a fine method. <laughs> I don't know. I crushed I crushed some of those papers. I'll say. I mean, it was it for me. It was like I was trying to be Hemingway or something because that's how Hemingway wrote. Let's be real. Yeah. Just get smashed and crank something out, and then edit it in the morning with a hangover. Well, at some least weed. <laughs> uh, Next time we'll try the Hunter S. Thompson method of writing. I would. That's expensive. I would need to call up some friends and acquire some materials if we were going to do that. Because that's not easy to do. 
to pull a Hunter S. Thompson. You would need a couple things. Hey, you you guys have seen his his routine, right? The the famous Rogan bit on his routine. Yes, Hunter S. Thompson. Are you a fan of Hunter S. Thompson at all, Lauren? Yeah. Refresh my memory. What you're talking about, though. He had a routine. I should just find the video we can, if we can play it if, it, if you want, boobs. But it's I got not it, too uh, long. I got to pull it up here. You do? It, make sure it's the... All right. Hunter S. Thompson's daily routine, 140? Yeah. All right, throw it on. This is him talking right, here's, about here's his everyday his routine. Like, oh, just before we play it. Hunter right, S. Thompson. Sorry. <laughs> for, for, yeah, I keep interrupting. For for as crazy as he was, he really like did this thing every every day after he made it after he made his um, fear and loathing money, and the movie came out and he like really made it. He he just stayed in this routine for like the rest of his life. Okay, go ahead. All right, here's here's his daily routine. 3 p.m. Rise. 3:05. Shiva's Regal with morning papers. Smokes Dunhills. 3:45. Cocaine. 3:50. Another glass of Shiva's. Another Dunhill. 4:05. PM, by the way, first cup of coffee and a Dunhill. 415 cocaine. 416 orange juice and another Dunhill. 430 cocaine. 454 cocaine. 505 cocaine. 511 coffee Dunhills. 530 get more ice in the Shivas. Cocaine at 545. Six o'clock smoking grass. Take the edge off the day. <laughs> 7 p.m. The day. Three yeah. hours into it. Three hours in lit. 705 Woody Creek Tavern for lunch. Heineken. Uh, two margaritas, onion coleslaw, rings. a taco salad, double order of fried onion rings, carrot cake, ice cream, a bean fritter, <laughs> Dunhills, another Heineken, cocaine. And for the rest of the ride home, a snow cone, a glass of shredded ice, which is poured over four jiggers of Shivas. Okay, so the snow cone is Shivas. Okay, 9 p.m., start snorting cocaine seriously. It says. <laughs> 10 p.m., drops acid. 11, 11 p.m., chartreuse, I don't know what that is, cocaine and grass. 11.30, cocaine, etc., etc. 12, midnight, Hunter S. Thompson is ready to write. That's when he sits down to write. 12.05 to 6 a.m., he writes. Chartreuse, cocaine, grass, shivas, coffee, Heineken, clove cigarettes, grapefruit, Dunhills, orange juice, gin, continuous pornographic movies. 6 a.m. In the hot tub with champagne, Dove bars, fettuccine Alfredo. 8 a.m. Halcyon, just sleeping pill. Not 8.20, sleep. <laughs> Dove bars. <laughs> So if you want to pull a Hunter S, you better have all that shit. Uh, I'll be writing for the New York Times, Washington Post, LA Times, Chicago Tribune. Rolling Stone. Yep. <laughs> the yep. Verge. <laughs> <laughs> Vanity Fair. Uh, do you have a particular favorite news source that you like to uh, just hate read the most? Is, is there oh. is there one that you just find the most egregious? The most egregious, probably uh, I don't know, Vice, BuzzFeed. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> and the worst part is everyone was just like, "Oh, Lauren, you gotta go work for Vice." And I'm just like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> J school ended my uh, journalism jobs. Let's put it that way. It's like. Mm pass stuff in and then it's going to be shredded by an editor in between you and final publication. No, just mm -hmm. too many days having to go in and 
say, take my name off that. I, that's not what I wrote. It's crazy. I don't know if that's how the, uh, the industry works, but I mean, you have to forge a certain narrative to stay in the game. So yeah, if, if this is, if no Jenna showed me anything, it said media people have got to play Paul. <laughs> yeah. Play, play ball. Totally bought and sold. Yep. Not uh, my style. <laughs> It's perfect that you said BuzzFeed and Vice because that's absolutely the two that I was going to go for. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, but Vice especially because it, it really started off as this edgy underground, like counterculture, like most things, unfortunately. Uh, but just to see the insanity that they just they keep perpetrating, uh, propagating over and over and over again. maybe I'm just beating a dead horse at this point, but. And I don't know if you've noticed, but Buzzfeed loves to do 33 item listicles. Like anytime they have a listicle, it's like 33 gadgets you should buy off Amazon. 33 movies. You'd love to fuck to this summer. 33 (laughs) different dildos for all seasons and all moods. Like, it's like, why is it 33? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are there seasonal dildos? <laughs> I'm sure there are now. It's like, okay, it's wintertime. Time to get out my winter dildo. You know, you could have like an orange one for the fall, like a skull. Oh, your Halloween dildo. Oh. Yeah, Halloween dildo, exactly. It's like a, a, a candle coming out of a pumpkin. Yeah, pussy pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody then, of move. Of course, you've got your Santa Claus. Wait, what? Sorry. Nobody move. I'm getting my notepad. These are exit strategies, people. Yeah. We're going to start a behind-the-schemes sex shop. Oh, dildo for every day of the year. (laughs) Seasonal dildos. Come on down to the the behind-the-schemes sex shop. We got all of your favorite holiday dildos. Uh, Today looks to be National Donut Day, so here's our National Donut Day dildo. (laughs) (laughs) High quality don't, materials, people. Don't, quality don't materials. be deceived by the shape. It'll fit. Whoa. <laughs> it'll, it'll get in there. Don't worry. Uh, uh, Sir Spencer in the chat says that Dunhill Reds are the finest cigarettes that he's ever had. Oh, I haven't. Uh, I've never tried one. I don't think I've actually ever seen one. Um, I have I, beautiful I, packaging. Interesting. Mmm, fancy, fancy Dunhills. I'm, a, I'm, st- I'm still kind of stuck on this fucking 33 listicle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't want to yeah, find, find a don't dumb one. Don't look them up. There will be too many. <laughs> I, I just want to find one dumb one for a, for a cold read maybe later. If there's a good one. If there's an acceptable one. How about that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> there is one show on BuzzFeed I do like. And that's the... What is it? Uh, I'm embarrassed to say that, by the way. Uh, uh, compare it or like it's where they try th- the same thing at three different price points. I forget what it's called. I watched it for about three days. I was like, wow, something that I actually like from BuzzFeed. Riddle me damned. I, there's nothing that you're saying that I can identify with, unfortunately. I speak of the Greek. You speak of the English? <laughs> I just speak of the English. <laughs> oh, you don't speak of English? Oh, sorry. I, I speak of English. Sorry. Uh, yeah. 
Fuck BuzzFeed. <laughs> I hate read Reddit, okay? That's what I hate read. Oh, man, I went. I thought I'd treat myself and go uh, check out r slash in the morning, see if anything had changed. Oh. Uh, spoiler alert, it's still the same cesspit. <laughs> uh, it's a fucking tar pit. Jesus Christ. You know, I discovered NA on Reddit, but not from that uh, subreddit. It's uh, it, it's quite phenomenal. Um, I can't in good faith recommend it, uh, anybody that hasn't seen it to go check it out because it's um, it's just not good. <laughs> just a mm. very, very, very toxic, uh, primo Reddit space. And I, I don't know. That, like I've, I've been there, and I guess there was a time where Adam rolled through there years ago, and basically just told everyone to go fuck themselves, and then left. And all the mods were like, yeah, that was him. We confirmed it. <laughs> Gross. It's a strange place. Reddit is such a strange goddamn place. But it's fun there. They got st- they got a couple people there that, that know what's going on. Yeah, I'm surprised our slash conspiracy made it this long. Oh, I love our, I love our conspiracy. Good aggregator it's- for weird shit. Yeah, it's always been a staple, I think. I mean, it's not always the best, that's for sure. But I saw today somebody posted in our conspiracy a really in-depth resource on the Las Vegas shooting. And, I mean, this guy really put a lot of work into it. As a matter of fact, I'll find it and I'll post it in the chat. Maybe post it in the show notes later. And we, we don't have to look into it right now, but our controversy, pretty good stuff. Is this a recent event? Uh, well, it's a recent post about the, you know, the Las Vegas shooting, the the big one. Oh, I'm sorry. I was I had Los Angeles in my head. Was that oh, like yeah. three years ago now? Yeah, I think so. Wow. It's a long time ago now. 2017? 2017? Uh, that would be like five four, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. God. Dang. I do remember, I re- actually, yeah, I remember where I was living at the time. It was four years ago. <laughs> here we go. I got it right here. And I'm going to post it in the chat. And then we'll maybe move forward. There we go. Mm. What do you think, uh, Booberry? We got a... We got, I think, a clip to throw out before we go to intermission, huh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) What's up? Did you get distracted? What's going on? Am I missing Uh, something? No, I just, sometimes I really love the timeline that we ended up in. Um, I I just, you know, like, shit writes itself. uh, And I've kind of come to accept how hilarious it all is in a big way. Um. But maybe we should just let Dr. Jill Biden speak for herself. (laughs) Now, as a teacher and as a mom and as a nana, you know, I wanted to be able to give people the best answers I could. So I asked some of the experts like you. I mean, you guys are the experts. And I was surprised to learn that, you know, while these vaccines might be new, the technology behind them really isn't new at all. You know, scientists have been studying similar viruses and working on this type of vaccine for decades. And many of you probably already know this. 
So when this pandemic started, they already had a pandemic ready to go. So when this pandemic started, they already had a pandemic ready to go. Well, case closed, everybody. (laughs) Another uh, example of the truth just wanting to come out. And it does. Yeah, love those Freudian slips. She didn't even stumble over the repeated use of pandemic. She just went right in. She was just like, ah, yeah, I'm going to own this word. Just like I own all y'all. She blasted through it. Like, you can't do shit. Look at all this military. You're all wearing ball gags. I think I think it's kind of a power move that she's the only one in the room who doesn't have to wear a mask. She's like, yeah. Well, that was fucking Bill Dickhead de Blasio and his wife, New Year's Eve. Remember that photo? It's like Yeah, I remember that. That was another little like, oh, <laughs> But instead of people being like, yeah, that's a sign. We should lighten up. They were like, nope. Everybody can never do that ever again. Yeah. <laughs> no more dancing and holding your loved one to a beautiful song on New Year's Eve. It's over. Um, anyway, that was Jill Biden. And she was speaking at Jackson College in Missouri. Or I'm sorry, not Missouri, Mississippi. I said Missouri because our host is from Missouri and they, Mississippi is, is not close to Missouri. I would say it's, it's not far, but it's not close either. Um, yeah, that's Jackson college is historically black college. Uh, and she's probably speaking there to make up for the, the roaches thing. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you know, for when her husband called them roaches on national television one or two years ago in his infamous hairy legs pool story. That was a really inspiring speech, I guess. <laughs> they used oh, to yeah. come up to me in the pool, rub my hair down on my legs and watch it float up like, in the water. I almost, I feel like I can like fucking, oh God. It looks like a honey pot. Oh, you're right, Junta. Probably is a fucking... I didn't click the thing and go into Discord. I have no interest in actually like going on Discord to do that. But anyway, yeah. That that speech is so legendary. It's like two minutes long. It should be just emblazoned on his uh, statue, you know. It's just so yeah. fucking... Uh, I don't know if hypocritical is the right word because I, I, it almost... Get weird for a second. It almost makes me want a clip of Trump doing the same thing, same setting, same people, same speech, to the point. And then you could do a camera A and camera B for people. And and maybe that would be enough for them to be like, oh, right, maybe maybe everything that I've been fighting for is just virtue signaling, and I don't actually believe the stuff that uh, I quote-unquote stand up for. Mm. Man, that's a fucking downer. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Double fuck that man. Wait, wait. <laughs> that guy. That guy sounds better. Fuck that guy. Don't fuck the man. Well. Oh. <laughs> uh, we don't have any screen mails to play us into some intermission. Um, so mm-hmm. be sure to get those in. You got about... How long was this one? You got about 12 minutes to get your ass on the phone and scream for the queen. Of That's KC. right. 
the mighty, the powerful Dame DeLorean in the house, in the green room, scheming with us. Or not scheming with us, actually. We don't scheme. We, we get behind the schemes. Yeah. So that hey the man. schemes don't oh, get behind God. you. You don't get behind the schemes. <laughs> the schemes will get behind you. I can't stop my new buttons. <laughs> they just go. <laughs> we could have had a new ringer. We stepped on it with a... I know. Oh. I would take a drink. I have nothing because I've already finished it. You've not, you're not oh. drinking anything? I had some water. <sighs> I'll go get a Miller. I'll go get one Miller because I got to get up at six. <laughs> you got to catch it up to do. Oh, you got to. Oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <You got it. laughs> six. Like, Ooh. I got about four hours to turn around on this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she will. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I say let's um, let's hit some intermission and then we can come back and uh, yeah. maybe we'll do some BuzzFeed. Maybe we'll read through one of the articles I pulled. Um, it's all going to be very, very exciting stuff here on Behind the Schemes. Just a quick, quick station ID. We got to do this is Behind the Schemes. And we are value for value 612 told me you took away his music CD at his birthday party. Oh, for crying out loud, I gave him a great party and that's all he cares about. Well, do you really think we should be telling our son what music he can and can't listen to? Yes, I do, if it's that stupid tween wave garbage. Tween wave? 
You haven't heard it? It's terrible. It's hardly even music. It just sounds like crap. Sharon, come on. Don't you remember being younger and having our parents say the music we like sounded like crap? This is different. So, here we are. Now we're the old people who think the younger generation's music sounds like shit. It's not because I'm older. I'm telling you, our music was better. Back in my day, our music was better. Not this garbage the youngins listen to. Warbur, warbur, warbur. Fine, Randy. You go listen to it and tell me you don't think it sounds like crap. I'd love to. I'm not an old fuddy-duddy, Sharon. I'm still cool. so you don't get it, Sharon. Admit it, Randy. You think it sounds like crap, too. It doesn't sound like crap at all. I think it's awesome. Ugh. If I ever have an itch you just can't reach, you know on the center of your back, you've tried other back scratchers but just aren't satisfied with their performance. They either scratch the wrong place or fall apart after just a few uses. Well, there's no need to worry anymore with the carcass and obituary death metal back scratcher. That's right, feel the relief of a deep scratch on those pesky itches. The carcass and obituary death metal back scratcher makes a great gift. Perfect in an emergency situation. And can even help you lose some of those bothersome extra pounds on your back. But don't wait too long. Supplies are limited. I've tried fad diets, powders, pills. Still, my weight's been up and down like a yo-yo until the AIDS plan taught me how to take off weight and help keep it off. AIDS may taste like a candy, but AIDS contains one of the most effective appetite suppressants you can buy. And there's no stimulant in AIDS that could make you nervous. With AIDS, I ate less, so the weight came off. To help keep it off when I sometimes want things loaded with calories, AIDS helps put me in control. Let the AIDS plan teach you how to take off weight and help keep it off. Try peanut butter AIDS. No crack drumming. We've forgotten the crack. And we're not getting what humans always thought was key: the bone broth, the bone broth, the the bone broth, the the bone broth, the bone broth, the bone broth. Well, now it's the next level of that. It's caveman. Hey, I need a glass of caveman. Caveman. Mmm, 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 man, mmm. It's mm. better than Ovaltine. Mm. Better than mm. Ovaltine. Mm. It's just unbelievable. Mm. It's unbelievable. Mm. Caveman is just over the top. What in the world? Mm. But now with the milk, I was like, whoa, this has milk in it. Whoa. It 
tastes like good. Damn, this tastes so good. Mmm. Tastes like the best milkshake ever. It tastes like Ovaltine. It tastes like Ovaltine. It tastes like Ovaltine. Like good. It tastes like Ovaltine. It tastes like Ovaltine. It tastes like Ovaltine. Like good. Whoa. This is the this is I can say without a doubt, at least in my experience, that this is literally This is a super home run available at InfoWarsLife.com and it supports the broadcast. All right, all the big news straight ahead. Thanks, Buckley. Then let our polluting powers combine! Super radiation! Deforestation! Smog! Hey. Your polluting powers combined. I am Captain Pollution.
loveislit.com. I don't know what loveislit.com goes to. Loveislit.com. Yes, loveislit.com. Hashtag loveislit. Schemes.com with three for ease. We now return to Behind the Schemes. Starring Booberry, Berry, 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 and Lavish, 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 And we're back. I have a cold brew in hand because I succumb to peer pressure with almost no pushback. Oh, no. I'm the dare commercial guy now. Don't you want to be cool? Have a beer. Go ahead. You'll love it. You want to fit in, don't you, kid? You want to be one of the cool kids, don't you? (laughs) Give me behind the bleachers. I'll give you a fucking steel reserve 40 ounce. See what you're made of. Okay, Nick the Rat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know. That guy drinks just 40s of like old English and all kinds of gnarly shit. He's a Brooklyn rat. No doubt about it. And then he'll be like, oh, and I have a bottle of gin. And then he'll just drink that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Here's something I don't know. Um, now that baby John is is out of the womb, uh, can you drink? Uh, can you drink now, or is that yes, something? Yes, I that, can. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, and beer actually helps uh, breast milk let down. So you shitting me? Beer does? Oh yeah. Beer is a miracle medicine. Wait, heck yeah! What does let down mean? Uh, start like producing, dripping. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Squirting. Crack open the valve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gets the milk tap going. <laughs> See, I wonder if that's because alcohol is a, is a, maybe it's a blood thinner. I wonder what the science there is. Yeah, I can't tell you the science, but. Beer is just <laughs> the greatest thing ever, and all of society is founded on beer. And Hell numbers yeah. and writing is just because the Egyptians needed to count the barley. To make the beer. (laughs) (laughs) Agriculture as we know it. We need more beer. Well, we got to grow the shit. Ah, fuck. All right, let's do it. (laughs) Did you know the first time that a Spanish explorer went over to the the New World? You know, I I think it was, it wasn't Cortez. It was probably one of the pilgrims. It It wasn't the first time. It was a pilgrim. And they went over there and the guy was like, oh, Hey, do you have beer? And that was the first thing that the pilgrims ever heard was a Native American coming up to him, speaking to them in English. Do you have any beer? (laughs) (laughs) And the rest is history. Do you have a particular favorite beer that you, uh, that you bring to bowl after bowl? Um, tank seven is my favorite. It's a Saison, a Bible of Ard. 
But uh, the last show in tonight, I am working on a Founders All Day IPA. Founders go. got some good shit. Uh, I treated myself to a Miller Lite. Um, haven't been drinking Miller Lite professionally for about uh, eight years now. Let me make sure I did my math right there. Yeah, eight years. <laughs> so mm. Just want to make sure, uh, you know, I appear on the level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up with Miller Lite, so yeah, it's a good choice. Um, and before uh, we start pressing Lorian with the hard-hitting questions, uh, we had a slew of screen mills roll in. Ooh. You don't say. Yeah, let's... That's uh, exciting. Let's see what this uh, what this first one brings for us. <laughs> That's great. I love the new greeting. Oh, tonight I'm behind the scenes. Oh, baby. Yeah. Oh, DeLorean, Mama DeLorean. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she gets the people how excited going. I was for tonight. Tingles. <laughs> oh, me little tingles. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that inappropriate? <laughs> yes, I could bring it so much worse. Boom. I don't know if you heard that. Firework just went off in the distance. Apropos, indeed. <laughs> so happy to hear you, Dane. And uh, can't wait to hear you. Two nights in a row. That is an extra special treat. <sighs> I love you so. Woo! Dan DeLorean in the green room behind the scenes. Dan DeLorean, a dame of my dreams. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> yes. yeah. You and all of ours, Caller. Thank you, Caller. Yes, indeed. The magnificent dame, Lauren, in the house. Uh, and the Google transcription has given me an idea of something that we've been sleeping on, and I'm not sure what the fuck is wrong with me for not having thought of this sooner, but it says a DeLorean in the green room. Like the actual car DeLorean. <laughs> We should get oh, a yeah. DeLorean for the green room. Lavish. I agree. I uh, agree. There's no reason why we shouldn't have a DeLorean. Are you kidding me? Hell yeah. I'm there. Give me a break. That's awesome. I can't believe we don't have one now. We should have one. I know. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I'm really slipping. We're going to have it shipped over like one of those Saudi princes that do that. <laughs> Wait, like ship the Saudi prince or... <laughs> We would need to ship the Saudi prince so that he could ship the car, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, thank you, caller. What a wonderful call. And uh, uh, Getting everyone riled up. Let's, uh, let's roll into this next one that we got. And Wolf Cup in the green room. <laughs> hey. <laughs> See, Straight this, facts. This caller is all about it too. <laughs> <laughs> these are these have all had screams, by the way. This is the scream line, so all the callers have delivered so far. Hell yeah! So we That's got the right. creepiest bunch of true deniers this side of 
the no agenda stream. <laughs> they may be creepy, but they are not spooky. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, you can't say spook. That's racist. Watch me. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's like back when I was a kid and I used to say coolie. And they'd be like, you know, coolie is a racial slur. I'm like, yeah, 200 years ago. I don't know. Nobody's calling anyone that now. It's just, it's cool. It's a coolie. It's not even a thing. Am I reclaiming a word or am I racist? I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize to all those people now. The coolers, the yetis, the yeti coolers, they're really nice. Oh, God, no ads. <laughs> we don't advertise on this uh, thing. On this uh, production. Yes, it's program. I, I will say there's definitely an argument that us red decks could reclaim that word and reclaim it with uh, great pride. If you track it back, the term redneck is, uh, it was a, it was a sort of uh, pro-union term for miners in West Virginia, and they would wear red bandanas to signify uh, they were part of the, the striking force. But this is at a time when, the miners are working company towns. They're making uh, pennies on the hour and then having to turn around and only buy company store products at a premium. And oh, my com- soul to the company store. So whenever uh, whenever someone tries to use the term redneck, I'm going to be like, listen, it's kind of offensive. It's a little bit of a stereotype because you were probably just thinking like someone that's just got a redneck, right? <laughs> Fuck them! I, I always thought it was the sunburn thing. That's what I always thought it was with the redneck. It's a real thing. I mean, as it's far as the thing. bandana, right? John, he's chiming in. <laughs> His career has started so early. He's already a podcaster, and he's only like one, two months old. It's really impressive. Yeah, setting a record. That's right. He's like, what, five, six days old on his first uh, live show? Nice. Didn't waste any time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, no. <laughs> it, it, it took him a shorter amount of time to get on a live broadcast than myself. <laughs> That's so fucking cool. <laughs> That's right. He's the future. I'm listening to the future of podcasting right here. <laughs> He makes Man. the weirdest noises. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, uh, I, I know it might be a little early, um, even with your oldest, but uh, have you and Spencer talked about doing any sort of um, uh, sort of fun project with the kids, a la Fun Fact Friday or something similar? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we, we play around with them right now. Right now it's mostly like at the No Agenda meetups trying to get little ISOs from them. <laughs> Like, don't yeah. eat me, Dvorak. Dvorak's really tough to say for a two-year-old. Yeah. But I'm trying to um, teach them some basics on piano right now, and we'll see. Oh, nice. It'll be a family affair before you know it. Hell yeah. A family that podcasts piano, really. together stays together. <laughs> True that. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get him on the piano early. I, I, I was really glad my parents gave me that, that 
It wasn't. It was, I, I found the piano myself, and then I asked them to take lessons, and they, they got them for me, and I was, like, very grateful. But if you get them early on that stuff, they get really good later. Yeah. If they get uh, an interest in it anyway. I was fortunate to get piano lessons, but I was 14, so I was playing with, like, <laughs> the three- and five-year-olds, you That's know? me, too. Yeah, I was, I was like, like oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I started so late. <laughs> yeah, I was only three books ahead of the five-year-olds, and they were crushing it, too. They would really crush their stuff. And then every once in a while, you'd get a 10-year-old who could play Bach, and you're just like, man. Oh, <laughs> fuck, yeah. you, kid. <laughs> fuck you, Fuck <laughs> you. Like, you're, like, stoked on that for that guy, but I was like, man. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He loves it. He loves it. Yeah. <laughs> so let's. It's probably fussy because I went back to my BuzzFeed tab. He's, he's oh, vibing yeah. with me. <laughs> There's a lot of opinions on this. He's a very opinionated, young man. Oh. He was just done with the left boob. He's like, time for the right boob. He's like, switch it up. Switch it up. That's a that's a very appropriate. Um, I, I think uh, Carolyn Blaney of the Hog Story uh, perfectly surmised the gist of the show. Booberry and lavish, uh, just uh, motor boating a bunch of boobies. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the whiteboard? I am going to, since it's a beautiful night, and we're, it's your Lauren's from Lauren's from bowl after bowl. So I'm going to smoke a bowl in your honor, Lauren. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me again. Second half of show, BT. Well, technically, it's the second, second half of show. The second, second half of show, yeah. yeah. Both halves of shows are second halves of shows. The only uh, show with the disclaimer. A I might That's add. correct. That's correct. Yeah. So you know exactly what you're getting into, like, within the first five seconds. <laughs> yeah. We can't even chill for, like, 15 minutes without talking about second half of show type material. That's kind of just what we talk about. Man, I'm I'm feeling pretty transported and triggered. Uh, 33 cool things for people looking for a little more magic in their lives. Uh, number one. Uh, Whoa, is that magic with a K? <laughs> no, no, but that would have been really on the nose. Uh, uh, number one is a hummingbird wrist feeder. So it's a wristwatch type device with a hummingbird feeder oh. container. <laughs> Huh. I thought it was like a type of hand job or something. Hey yo, uh, bar two. Uh, excuse me, uh, number two. Barkeeper's friends, all-purpose cleaner and polish. It works so well, you'll feel like you're using fairy dust. Oh god, a strip of LEDs that wrap behind your TV to help with eye strain and make. Okay, that's horseshit. A strip of LEDs that'll wrap around your TV to help with eye strain and also just make binge watching look really cool. LEDs, they, how do I, how do I phrase this? It's, they're at the same fucking spectrum as sunlight, but it's the artificial version. So I don't know if I necessarily believe that or not. Booberry is not the biggest fan of LEDs. I'm 
not, man. They just look like cheap fucking paint. Um, and you can mm-hmm. like, especially with some of the cheaper ones, you can tell when they're when they're uh, oscillating and they're strobing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just point your fucking slow mo camera at it, and there it is. You can see it flashing on and off. Uh, number four, a mystical wireless phone charger. Um, okay. So mystical. Yeah, it's just a, it's another little LED light up uh, <laughs> magic circle that you put your phone on, which I don't know if I like the connotations uh, of that. Mm-mm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we see what you're doing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were definitely in on that. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is. Uh, number five, a touchless stationary vacuum that completely removes the need for a dustpan. Just sweep the mess to the vacuum and say, bye, dirt. Okay, now I just remembered what you're reading. And now now everything makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> number six, magical flames, a cool invention that turns your boring old fire into a rainbow fire. Camping has never felt so rave-like. These all seem like native ads to me, but I guess that's the nature of the beast with this one, isn't it? I, you know, uh, it looks like most of these come with links. Do they come with a phone number? <laughs> I can't stand that, dude. <laughs> uh, color-changing lip balm, a teeny little flower inside of it, a very cool dough that looks like Earth. Color-changing right. lip balm? Wait a minute. I just had a I just had an exit strategy idea. Okay, Lauren, back me up on this. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but this is a big deal. What about mood ring lipstick? Uh, is that I mean that sounds cool, but is that what the color changing lip balm is? No, but that's it what is, I think of. Depend changes on your mood? I don't know. I don't know. I mean it must change based on like sunlight or something dumb like that. But if it were your, your mood <laughs> and when you get pissed, you're, you're, I don't know. That's fun. I love, I like that idea. We're going to make a million dollars doing that. I like that. Great exit strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to test our stuff on, uh, you know, animals very humanely. We're going to treat the animals like humans. <laughs> okay. Tons of animals were harmed in the making of this production. <laughs> a shitload of animals were hurt. Shitload. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, sorry. Go ahead. This, uh, I'm not sh- I don't know if we want to touch on this one, but it's a very cool cookie dough that looks like earth right down to the molten core. Um, uh, I like that a set of airtight silicon storage lids that seal to bowls with the magic power of suction. They're heat safe. So you can use them in a potlet or pot holder. Yeah, I think someone oh, just... Oh, when you said bowl, I thought you were talking about, like, a pipe cover. I was like, okay, so, like, you hit it once, you put this little lid on your bowl and mm. leave it. That's that's interesting. You don't get no uh, dust in your bowl or... <laughs> yeah, keep Very stuff classy. from falling out. You know, There's another exit strategy for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pipe covers, okay, writing that down. Mood ring, lipstick, and pipe covers. Uh, a John Frieda hot air brush that harnesses some big, big magic to give you perfect blowout every time. Oh, blow dryer. <laughs> Sounds good to blow me. Dry, okay. <laughs> <laughs> blowout at this point in my life has a different connotation. A perfect a blowout good. every time is quite the sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Satisfaction guaranteed. Every time? Uh, 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 number 11, a seashell catch-all dish with a light-up pearl because we love a multitasking item. You can use it as a soothing light at night or a ring dish during the day. A what? A uh, ring dish to put uh, jewelry, uh, earrings, Oh, a ring dish. Okay. I've never worn jewelry like once in my life, so I wouldn't get that. A pack of bottle bright tablets that'll clean your old grimy water bottles. Um, This must be the spell magical beings use to clean their cauldrons. Mm. But I feel like cauldrons (laughs) has a very specific connotation. So why would you use cauldrons there, but magical beings right before that? It's like, we all know what you're trying to say. But it would it would not be woke to say which. Mm. Mm. But they basically did anyway. Right. Uh, a blooming tea for anyone who expects a good show out of their beverage. Oh Jesus! Uh, it looks like you put these this fucking tea in, and it, it expands into the water. That's kind of weird. It's like a flower. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It is a flower. Yeah. Is it a lotus flower? Um, this is the, they got a, uh, Jasmine, Golden Oasis, Floral Patch. These are all just fucking weird ass names. Um, Um, it's something else. It's not like, you can just straight up put a lotus flower in water and make tea out of it. Yeah. I'm not seeing any, uh, any actual listed ingredients. Um, a smart notebook with 32 very special pages. You can use an app. So close. Download your notes and erase the pages and reuse. Uh, A pack of heart and star-shaped pimple patches so zapping painful zits can feel like a kindergarten crafting session. What? Oh. What? Yeah, they're just uh, the the little... uh, Somebody got paid to write that. That's what makes me the most sick about this. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up. Like, this is so disturbing that people, this is their living. They're like, oh, man, how are we going to sell this pimple popping thing? (laughs) I'm part of the greater good. (laughs) It's like doing a kindergarten craft. Everyone loves a good kindergarten craft. Don't you, don't you miss kindergarten? I miss kindergarten. (laughs) (laughs) Look, oh, we all do, don't we? I, this whole thing just smells of Los Angeles. (laughs) Isn't isn't that where is Buzz, BuzzFeed is based? I'm pretty sure oh, I shouldn't it is. say that. Sorry, hold on. Isn't that where BuzzFeed is located? Uh, <laughs> either there or New York, and I'm pretty sure it's L.A. And uh, it definitely smells of L.A. There's, it's like I can see the the person who wrote this has like dyed hair and like was wearing overalls. You know, I I did have blue hair as of March 2020 last year. You're a blue hair? I was a blue and purple hair, actually. Blue. You seen that commercial? <laughs> no. <Sorry. I> don't. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what it's a commercial for. My father-in-law uh, keeps his TV on, and so Sir Spencer and I get various illnesses whenever we visit him because the TV is running, you know? So. <laughs> Carry a piece but of the, shungite or something. It's like a bunch of boomers in a hardware store and some person walks by with blue hair and the guy is like, don't say it, don't say it. And dude's like, blue! 
<laughs> but I also had purple hair, so it's cool. Mm. Yeah, I mean, in the long list of shit that could be done, I'd say dyeing your hair, it's probably pretty inconsequential. <laughs> in the oh, at this point, everybody does it. Everybody does it. I'm an, I'm being an elitist by, by saying that. So to everybody who has dyed hair out there who I've offended, I apologize. But if you work at BuzzFeed and you have dyed hair, different story. Uh, number yeah. 16 is a nifty spout that creates a little, and this will answer your question, no doubt, uh, creates a little Mickey Mouse soap dollop. Just attached to your favorite foaming soap bottle and bam, you're basically in Disneyland. Okay, now it's LA. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> uh, garbage disposal cleaner that foams and freshens, not unlike a bubbling potion. Ugh. A lot of witchcraft stuff here. A disco ball inspired face mask, so you can feel like you're the life of the party. What? Even a if disco you're- ball face mask? It's uh, one of the um, deep cleanser mask, peel-off mask. What's going to be for Halloween? A disco ball. I'm going to get that mask. <laughs> and walk around in a, in a tight disco ball skin suit. Uh, a microfiber cloth that only needs water to wipe away all, A-A-A-A-L-L-L, your makeup uh, with a few swipes. Your old greasy makeup remover could never... Wait, a microfiber cloth that only a microfiber cloth <laughs> that only need water to wipe away all your makeup with a few swipes. Your old greasy makeup remover could never. Hmm. They don't even have editors. They just publish this shit and get paid for it. I'm 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 gonna have to post that one into the chats to make sure I'm not a moron. Uh, that was a little difficult to get through. I know I'm not the like most eloquent dude. But. Oh, you're making with a few swipes. You're greasy maker. Yeah, well, yeah, you said that. That's what you said. It's yeah. just, okay. So it's instead not of just using me. a thousand of those tiny little circular baby wipe type things to get rid of makeup. Yeah, you, just you, get a regular old microfiber cloth. They give you All a you shemmy. need is water. <laughs> <laughs> All you need is water. And you just buff that fuck right out. <laughs> Wax on, wax off your face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, an uh, umbrella with raindrops that change colors when they come in contact with water, making the whole rainstorm thing a lot more fun. Um, <laughs> more LEDs. Go fuck yourself. A yeah. Hair chalk that'll let you transform your hair without making any concrete long-term decisions. They sell that at every county fair. Anyway. Uh, An antioxidant-enriched magnetic face mask that can lift away surface impurities like magic. Mm, Magic. Is it saying that it removes it like magic or it removes things like magic? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. <laughs> Removes things like grease, magic, dirt. Uh, there was a dude that I follow, Action Labs, on uh, on YouTube. It's a pretty cool little science channel. Uh, he's got one of those neodymium mics, or uh, magnets, I should say. I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the... It's one of the rare earth big dick magnets. But he puts this face mask on there, and it's all these little magnetic particles, and he holds this huge magnet up to his face, and it's just like <laughs> removing it as he moves it around. 
it's pretty pretty funny. Uh, a pretty privacy window film that refracts incoming light with some dazzling results. You can fill your home with whatever you like, so it might as well be rainbows. That is very Satan-y. I should say Lucifer. <laughs> That's very Luciferian. Um, a bottle of invisible ink so you can keep all of your love letters to your dog safe and secret. Oh, my. Oh. A transfixing diffuser you might accidentally mistake for a crystal ball. Oh, God. Gross. Not not a real crystal ball. They make fucking light bulbs at Menards that look like this. I'm posting it into the chats. And it's just cheap ass plastic with fucking fiber. <laughs> yeah. Fiber. Uh, an electric makeup brush cleaner that spins your brush and creates a mini vortex in soapy water. The spinning helps clean and dry the bristles in record time. Well, that's kind of cool. Just so you know, if you finish this whole list, you're going to curse all of us. <laughs> if you read all 33 products and you've said magic at least three times. Well, like you- at least let me get to third, uh, 32. <laughs> We'll make a 30 second degree, 30 second degree. You would, you know what? You would make a great 30 second degree Mason. Uh, number 27, a three color frosting tool to bring your baking skills to the next level. Uh, it's time to finally show up Linda at the bake, uh, bake cell. Why do you have to shit on Linda? What'd she ever do to you? Que linda. Uh, a pair of Bluetooth enabled sunglasses that put on a show so you can finally wear your sunglasses at night. Finally, if you can't wear your sunglasses at night, then fuck you. You can't. You got. You should just be able to do it. Yeah, half a pack of cigarettes and a half tank of gas, and (laughs) yeah, you know, you got to go to Chicago and you got four hours. Uh, Number twenty nine comes in swinging with a color changing LED shower head to turn your morning routine into a party. Uh, Too bad you're going to have the fucking bathroom lights on. So this will do you no good. (laughs) I'm sure it's lumens is not very impressive. Uh, 30, a levitating planter that will that'll help fulfill your dream of becoming a wizard. Another this this thing is riddled with the shit. Wizard, witch, cauldron, potion, magic. Magical Uh, beings. 31, a magical looking music box you'll be over the moon for. It's a little, uh, looks like a. That's the theme of this thing, right? Is 33 magical. Yeah, that's right. And what am I saying? This is the theme. I'm I'm being a dumbass. Uh, This one, it looks like uh, it's got like a, uh, uh, some sort of lotus flower in the design, but it's a little holographic moon sitting in a little plexiglass ball that rotates. Uh, number 32, a National Geographic map of the United States with a very nifty feature. It's magnetic. You can uh, you can use the included markers to show where you have been. Okay, that's that's not as egregious. And we are behind the schemes. We have no ads. We have no advertisements <laughs> whatsoever. We are not in any we don't push any product whatsoever on this program. Thank you very much value for value. Value for value. <laughs> BuzzFeed, give us money. <laughs> Fuck you, BuzzFeed, you piece of shit. There, we just lost a sponsor. Yeah. I eat pieces of shit bigger than BuzzFeed for breakfast. You, uh, you eat, uh, <laughs> 
by the spoonful. <sighs> Do you, so that 33 is a hard pass? Yeah, unless you want to just, oh, gosh. You just love, he loves doing this, Lauren. He loves cursing people. He loves just like reading the all 33. You know, you don't look what into the eyes of the What are you going to do with idol. your boobs? You know, don't look at the arc. Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking. I'm running right over. What's in this bitch? What's in this little fucking stupid box here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. If if you were if you were to hold a gun to my head and, and they were like, "Order chaos," I'm definitely gonna have to side with the chaos. I know. It's awesome. It's great. It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know fire you fire and brimstone and earth and all that you can't get to the to the good stuff without swimming down the deep end you know you gotta go for it oh that's funny well that happened we made it through 32 items um sorry for subjecting everybody to that but there was some real gems in there i feel like uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but also fuck BuzzFeed. Fuck BuzzFeed. <laughs> um, Lorian, do you like horror movies? Um, I used to be a big horror fan. That has um, changed. But, I mean, I have a, I have an appreciation for them, I suppose, in their place. But I'm, I used to watch pretty much exclusively horror oh, hell when yeah. I was younger. Yeah. Um, it was a good phase, a good long phase. Um, but now I, I tend to stay away from trauma-based entertainment just because I've seen oh, enough the, trauma in waking life, you know? Right, mm-hmm. the torture porn, sort of hostile and saw and all that. Oh, I've seen those. Those those are all right. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with Saw. Uh, hostile, that was the first movie that I thought I was going to get physically ill watching with the eyeball scene. Mm. I was eating oatmeal <laughs> watching that. And I was like, Ooh. oh, nope, this was a mistake. <laughs> so I'll never forget that. But um, but yeah, no, what were you going to say about horror movies? Uh, so I was not expecting this, but there is a new Evil Dead movie coming out. Oh. Uh, Evil Dead Rise, which is not featuring the director from the last remake, which I thought was really good in the in the modern scheme of uh, remake films. That one, top shelf. I thought they did a really good job with it. You know, they didn't try and like shoehorn someone into the uh, Ash character. They kind of um, dispersed certain elements, modernized it. Um, I, I thought it was well done. I enjoyed it. I was kind of hoping to get some more out of them, but this new one is called Evil Dead Rise. And there's a bunch of fucking names that I don't recognize. G- Gabriel Eccles, Morgan Davies, Nell Fisher, uh, Alyssa Sutherland, and Lily Sullivan. Hmm. Uh, and this movie will take place in the city rather than a, uh, at a cabin in the woods. And tells a story of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into the primal battle for survival. Um... But I'm looking at the picture of these these kids and like they look like fucking kids. Like children, super young and 
I don't know if this is something I've ever really discussed on this show before. The children. I have no problem with kids. I never really grew up around with um, like way young siblings or other cousins and stuff like that. But the there's just something about movies with kids in them specifically that I don't. I just I don't like them. Yeah, especially horror movies. It's a little weird. I mean, you got stuff like Monster Squad, uh, super campy cult classic from the '90s. That one, that one's definitely passable. I like that one a lot. That's something, a fun one. Something like Goonies, though, especially when you start to learn about what was going on with the two Corys around mm-hmm. that same time, and just the, the sort of uh, <laughs> casting couch couch horse shit from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I get a little weird that they're introducing these, and I don't know how old they are. I guess I could look it up. Um, it's just kind of weird, and like Evil Dead has never really been a <laughs> children's franchise, you know? Oh, no! I love Army of Darkness. Just oh, throwing yeah. that out there. That was great. <laughs> but yeah, these these kids look real little. And it's like this whole the filming of these horror movies is like a ritual. And then everyone in the collective consciousness that views it is like giving life to the ritual that goes on in the filming. And so it's like we're all subjected to this magic. Mm. You know, we're all a part of it once it enters our psyche and we all give life to it and feed it with energy and that's a, that's what freaks me out the most about having kids involved. Like The Exorcist. I was just Googling Linda Blair right now. Yeah, it's terrifying on a lot of levels. <laughs> yeah. And just even the act of filming a, a film at all, let alone a horror film, is terrifying for a child, for anybody, for an adult. And uh, to add the horror element, it's just like a whole other level. I've worked on some film sets in my time, and film sets are very strange places with very strange people. And uh, I've worked with kids before. One time I, I did a short film with a kid who was like probably like nine, and she was terrified of me because in the scene that we were doing, I had to like yell at her. She, I was her dad, and I was yelling at her. And in real life, she like got super fucking freaked out, even though before the scene I sat down with her and I was like, hey, my name's Michael, we're just going to act. I'm going to yell at you, you know, but we're just acting. It's all pretend. And, uh, and I don't mean any of it, you know, and I had that talk with her before we did the scene. And then when we did the scene, she freaked out anyway, of course, cause it's, you know, it's an intense thing and it's, it's understandable. You know, kids, they don't want to put up with that shit. <laughs> they don't understand that you got to like get into a zone that's different than your normal zone, you know? Yeah. You let go. And you embrace the beast. <laughs> you embody something else or, or you at least it would, with acting. I think the best way to do it is like, you just pretend like you're in the situation. Like you, you do what you would do given the circumstances. And, uh, that's about it. And you can, you know, you're capable of yelling at someone, you know, so <laughs> that's the way I put it. But anyway, sorry about that. Kind of got me a kick on the, uh, on the exorcist thing. Cause I, I know that uh, there's a lot of issues when they are filming it. Right. 
here's one that I didn't know. Uh, Linda Blair, who played young Reagan in the Exorcist movie, um, during one of the exorcism scenes, she's bare, uh, bedridden, only wearing a nightgown. Uh, the costume is notable because the temperature on set would often drop below zero. Uh, the extremely low temperatures were a result of the air conditioning units used to achieve the visible cold breath during the nightmarish scenes. Crew would be wearing crew members would be wearing appropriate protective gear against the cold, but Blair, on the other hand, was fucking freezing cold. Mm. Mm. Jesus Christ! Typical. They treat actors like shit. It was him. Um, I got a question for Lauren, if you don't mind. Uh, last time I talked to you, you very graciously had me on bowl after bowl, uh, and I loved being on the show with you guys. And uh, we talked about music a little bit, and you showed me a band that I thought was really cool that you used to listen to that was like a Japanese like thrash theatrical band. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, but I, I, <laughs> I forgot what the name of that band was. Could you remind me? Yeah, it's Duran Gray, D-I-R space E-N, and then Gray is G-R-E-Y. Duran Gray. Yeah, only time I've ever been a fangirl in my life. And just you showed me this, I don't know. What's that? I, I Yeah, I was just saying, I just like really lost myself to that band. I don't know. I loved them. It's inexplicable. But yeah, I showed you the Cursed music video for Obscure. Uh, you were like, this is cursed. I was like, eh. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah you know, that's fine. I get cursed all the time, especially by this guy. But uh, yeah, it's... Uh, that's why we're behind the schemes. We're behind the we're schemes. We're not letting the schemes get behind us. We see it. That's right. Yeah. It, it, we <laughs> dance. We dance. Wait, that, that kind of gives the connotation that like... We actually are behind the schemes. Like, yeah, it's us. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yes, it's, it can mean both. It can mean a lot of things. That's hey, what's man. great about it. Dual- duality is a fucking wicked thing. It's wicked cool. Yeah, it. we're all about hermeticism and Gnosticism on the show. <laughs> I am the hype! Straight up. But, uh, yeah, I mean, oh, I might play some... Uh, show we can't play any of course during the show because we'll get sued by uh you know the devil or whatever but and even playing the the audio doesn't really give justice you got to watch the music videos because this is a very visual band yes and it's a very interesting genre and it's it, it's something that's that's that should be acknowledged and uh and listened to by anybody who's a fan of music it's very interesting you said this is yeah. a Japanese band? Yeah, they're a Japanese rock band um, called Duran Grey. And I discovered them, I guess I was probably around 10. And I went to Chinatown in Boston because I grew up in Massachusetts, or as I call it, massive two shits. And <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I had really gotten into, I was playing Final Fantasy VIII, and there's a song in there, Eyes on Me, by this Chinese singer, Fei Wong. And I wanted to hear more of her music. And I didn't have the internet because I was growing up with my great-grandparents. And so I didn't have cable. I didn't have the internet. So I went to this um, music store in Little Chinatown looking for some Fei Wong. And they had a poster 
of just the craziest looking characters in really thick like kabuki makeup and pink and purple hair and these crazy goth like industrial goth costumes i was like who are they and the guy working there was like darn gray they're japanese and i was like all right so (laughs) check them out and was just in love it just hit me like music has never hit me before the lead singer kyo has a very unique voice there's no one who sings like him uh he can be operatic he can his growls and screams are just from another plane of existence mm-hmm. it's it's amazing and um they finally came to america on a tour with corn the family values tour in like 2007 and so i got to see him live and that was that was badass got to meet kyo Oh, nice. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. I had I had a MySpace. I remember it was the first blog post I ever wrote. I was like, I met God. Uh. <laughs> I was really in over my head as a fangirl, man. It was bad. It's the perfect MySpace post to kick it off with. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And they opened for corn, you said? Yeah, it was the Family Values Tour. So there were tons of bands, you know, three festival. stages, a big festival. Yeah. So they sure. were there. No one knew who the hell they were. And I was like, you know, waiting for them. Yeah, and yeah. So, and then I, when I was like singing along, everyone's like, who the hell are these guys coming up to me asking? And Kyo's like oh, putting wow. a bucket on his head and punching it and like bleeding from the mouth. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, doing great. They just went, they go so hard, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh that's so much fun. I, I love stuff like that. Some of my favorite experiences ever at music festivals. Uh, seeing people that I just love because that's where you see the really great groups. I mean, if you want to see someone massive, like uh, you know, for me the old, the old school guys like Stevie Wonder, or uh, you know, uh, I get I don't know I'll see whoever Jack White whoever comes through. But the festivals are where you get to see them a lot of the time because there's like a dozen of them all at once. You get to go find them. Yeah, but I love this. Like I said, the genre of music the the one thing that I appreciate about the internet is that it's opened up global music a little bit. It's much, I mean, it's much, much easier to, to discover stuff all over the world and Japanese and Korean and Chinese music respectively, all three of them are dominating right now. They're all having renaissances, you know, especially Korea, Korean pop is like taking over the world. And uh, it's, if you're a music fan, you don't necessarily have to like listen to the music casually, but you know, you got to check it out and you got to like get a little education on it because it's something that's happening in your lifetime. And it's, it's, you know, it's a marker of your time and you owe it to yourself to know something about it, you know? Yeah. And just the sounds are so unique to what Mm -hmm. we hear on in America on radio and you know, music is the universal language. So It's like you might not speak the language, you might not know exactly what they're saying, but sometimes it just strikes a chord with you. And if you were like me, just take the time to translate that. And especially with the internet, it's already going to be translated for you by someone else. And, you know, you can do the work if you want. But, uh, yeah, it's just wild. What did you think when I I sent you that video? Well, (laughs) I'll repeat with the first thing I said, which was I learned a lot about you. 
it, it, it taught me a lot about you as a person. Just, just not like, I was just like, you, you like cool stuff like that. That's all I do, you know? And it, you sent me down a certain direction because this is something that like, I, a lot of people I know would get into and it's something that I would I did appreciate I mean I listened to it and I thought it was awesome and I, I think what I sent you back was something which you already had seen which was in the moment uh, yes and that was a band that I got into lately and that's but that's like uh, I think they're from probably the UK or or America um, they're not from you know far far away no oh, in this moment um, I think they're from America it would make sense, I guess. But I've I've looked into K-pop. It reminded me of K-pop, but because unfortunately that's like the biggest thing right now. Yeah. And I I do have a favorite K-pop group. Is it, um, is it BTS? Fuck no! <laughs> they took our name, dude. I know. <laughs> oh yeah, behind the schemes. Oh yeah. I'm waiting for them to sue us. No, no, no. Of course it has to be. It's an all-girl group. Why would I like a boy group? That's not how it works. It could work that way. You don't have to be such a bigot about it. That's true. I could could be more (laughs) of a mind. It's true. Hey, man, love is love. I seem like the type of dude who like a boy, man. (laughs) I I would. It'd be great. Uh, No, I, I love it. I love the visual element, too. I love the production value. That's something that they just knock out of the park. And, and and Japanese musicians have always been top top shelf because the just Japanese are just they, they take it very seriously. Jazz, um, rock. I mean, you're talking about translating, right? You're talking about how these songs are in a different language, but they still strike a chord with you. Japan had the same experience with the Beatles. And Kiss. Know? And Kiss and, and a Kiss, lot of other yeah. bands. Cheap Trick, uh, live at Budokan's fantastic live album. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of bands that we know that are really big in Japan, but for me, the Beatles just stands out because they just they just love them. They just love them, love them, and and that was like back in the '60s, you know, when in Japan it was very very strict, and there's a lot of you know opposition to foreigners and Western culture, and they really broke a, a vein. They put a crack in the wall there with that one, you know. People started learning English to sing along their songs. Here's a random, like, fun fact from the Dern Grey track. I guess there's certain words that are censored in Japan um, Uh from, you know, being published or having titles or whatever. And one of them is hypodermic syringe. You can't write that or whatever. So Dern Grey went ahead and made a song called Egniri Cinema Dwarf. And I stared at it for so long when I was like 12 and was like, what, am, what the hell is this? Is this another language? No, a typodermic syringe backwards. Oh. I was like, okay, I see what you did there. Poking the bear. They're just like one of those bands that loves to poke the bear. Mm. It's well, specifically uh, the front man, Kyo. He has some side projects now because um, during Grey got into... I don't, I don't really know how, but they did end up like in Hot Topic in like the early like 2010 era and stuff, probably from the introduction from with Korn coming over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he kind of broke off to keep his artistic freedom alive. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, it's interesting. It's like, wow, censorship, you know, in the media. Yeah. Fuck. 
and control of music. Here, but yeah, control of music. But Japan, Japan is a very, very strict, strict place. It doesn't surprise me they ban random shit like that. Words like hypo, hypodermic syringe or whatever. Yeah, and execute people for drug possession. And execute people for drug possession. And yeah, it's. I know some Japanese people that have left Japan that have come here and they're just like, yeah, no way. And some women in particular who are very successful. And, uh, and, they're just like, yeah, I had to get out of Japan. I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna do what I wanted to do there. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange thing. So grateful but, to be born here. Yeah, me too. There's a America. There's a couple of uh, Jap- uh, bands from Japan I can list off the top of my head. If you uh, if you like hair metal and you want to rock out with some spandex and aquanet i could recommend who doesn't want to do that loudness and easy o easy o was a band that uh gene simmons actually produced but the one i really rock out to in a big way maximum the hormone oh yes i love that fucking and i i bought one of their cds in japan like it's not easy scouring for cds from a band that you're not very, uh, <clears throat> you, you don't really speak the language, but I found one finally. <laughs> it took, <laughs> nice. took me a couple of days. <laughs> mm. Highly recommend it. Uh, yeah. Really good stuff. Koi no Mega Lover. It's probably the one song that caught me the hardest. And there's one other one, Anger Riot, I believe. It was a cool little punk band. I picked up a, um, uh, just like a five song EP. Um, I forget the name of the uh, Shinjuku, uh, the golden guy. It's these long series of bars, but the bar is probably smaller than the room I'm in currently. Like, if you got six people in there, it was going to be really crammed. Now, they're fucking tiny, but it's it's like bar after bar after bar after bar after bar. Some of them are kind of themed. Some of them are fancier than others, but... It's nothing but fucking bars. And they had a little punk one there. And like I saw the Misfits stickers and I saw the Sex Pistols. I was like, oh, fuck, we have to go in here. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. Japan looks so fun. I've never been, but I've seen uh, videos of like the crazy, like those horror bars where they'll like lock you in a jail cell. And they'll feed you your shots out of syringes and ah, just crazy stuff. I'm like, why don't we have more gimmicky, fun stuff here? What's going on? People get spooked out here. Like, what? That sounds weird. Well, the uh, first the first thing that came to mind was that uh, <laughs> like those dudes that run the extreme Halloween haunted maze, where they basically kidnap and torture you. It's like, oh, did they start oh. a bar or something? <laughs> Oh, that, shit, that's scary. And they'll, like, yeah, inject you with saline. Yeah. <laughs> different story. Uh, different vibe. Not <sighs> necessarily endorsed by this show. They all say. Yeah, that's that's not my bag, for sure. <laughs> that's not my bag. Yep. Dirty Japan. Just kidding. It's clean as hell. From what I hear. I've never been there, either. It really is. Um... Just don't walk and eat or drink at the same time because it's kind of a social faux pas. 
Um, and they you don't stop. You chow down and you keep going. Yeah, it's it's kind of rude. And uh, you'll get a lot of weird looks if you're walking around smoking a cigarette. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. They they kind of want you to be in one location. That's it's not like a designated. Um, there's some. It depends on where you are in some of the districts. Uh, they have like legit smoking sections in public where a lot of people smoke there, but you just have to do it the right way. Right. DSAs, my favorites. (laughs) Hey, the Kansas city zoo has some real nice DSAs. (laughs) Fucking theme park that I was working at was pulling them out. (laughs) Go fuck yourselves. (laughs) Not a good idea. They're gonna they're gonna bust them out somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I guess the whole place is designated for smoking now. Yeah. Oh man, uh, when uh, Sir Spencer brought up the Ryan's buffet last week, bowl after bowl, it took me straight back to childhood. Uh, I don't know if Ryan's were as far up north in Massachusetts. I, they were definitely in Virginia and West Virginia. No, I'm so bummed. I missed this. I mean, they might have been, but I never have been to one. I, I can't speak on the quality of food um, now, but at the time, like you're a kid and there's buffet food. It's like, oh, I can literally get anything I want. But I still distinctly remember the smoking section in Ryan's. Not not like crispy details or anything, but. We might be the kind of the last generation that got some of the smoking indoors in restaurants. Oh, wow. That is so sad. <laughs> well, casinos will always have that, I think. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, there's a few small town like bowling alleys here in Missouri where you can still smoke indoors, but that's far and few between, that's for sure. Yeah, I've been to a couple bars where they still let you go uh, if there's no food being served. Um, mm just depends on the area, some parts of like Tennessee and whatnot. But it just tells me that, well, I guess it really just depend if I could find the right waffle house, but that's something I want to do. I want to smoke a cigarette with my coffee and pancakes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got to find the right spot. Yeah. Shit. Where I'm at, that's fucking unheard of. Unless like the only times I've ever smoked a cigarette inside a bar is when it's like three or four in the morning and I know the bar owner. Oh and Yeah. Like there's no one else in there and all the windows are open and it's a hot summer day or something. I don't know. It's like you, it never happens in California. You can't, you can't smoke inside anywhere. You get arrested. Well, being inside in the state of California causes cancer. So I'm not really surprised. Being outside in California causes cancer too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something that does not cause cancer are scream males. Oh, lay it on us like molasses, baby. Please. Let's see. Uh, I This might be a new caller. Lavish and booberry. I've been listening to you, man. Behind the schemes, you're calling yourself. Oh, yeah. No way, you think no you're way. something new. You think you're freaking apart the system. But guess what? You'll never be the man. Oh, yeah. You don't yeah. have the heart. You don't have the tenacity. But let me tell you something. I've watched that underwater panther emerge from the depths. Oh, yeah. I've witnessed the serpent swallow the egg. Oh, yeah. And you'll never. <laughs> 
ate my championship belt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Queen rise to the top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something, buddy. Oh, yeah. We'll see about that. Jack Tunney is a lot of things to answer for, okay? And we're going to get there, and we're going to find where he's at. But until then, you got to calm yourself down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, caller. Sorry. Had to do it. Uh, I like this transcription. Lavishing booberry. Oh, my. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, underwater panther. <laughs> I, I, I think they said that, though. Uh, I've witnessed the serpent swallow. That's cool. That's, That's a good cool. one. I like that. That was, that was actually really, really well done, That yeah. was awesome. Yeah, that was. <laughs> that was elaborate. And uh, we'll roll into, uh, this might be a, this might be a continuation from an earlier caller. That's right. I said it. I'm tweaking my nipple for theme DeLorean. Woohoo! <laughs> I think Picking we should up radio. All, I think we should all take a second, step back, and just start tweaking nipples. All right. Here we go. It's going to get wet. We are twisting. Things are <laughs> twisting here. I'm so oh, I'm twisted. Up. I got FM, and I've almost got AM going now. I twist it just right. I can still tune into the Alice Cooper radio show. I just got to bend the right way. Live from Kayapalui, Maui. Thank you, caller. Thank you, Dean Quirkass. <laughs> I love you, Quirkass. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, Quirkass. Love is lit, Quirkass. Thank you for the call. Love is lit. Still waiting on the Quirkcast. Quirkcast when podcasts make it happen. Surrounded by people that I'm sure would nonstop throw help <laughs> in every capacity. Please. Yeah. Please, please let me help you help me. Wait, no, not that. <laughs> help we me. Have help ten me. executive producers for Quirkcast this week. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, I think that pretty much covered all of the shit that I had and touched on all my notes and we got all of the screen mails in. Yeah. I had a okay. shower thought the other day. Oh. If I may share. Please. <laughs> so the way we say n- newspaper is now newspaper. Newspaper. Yeah, like a nude. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I was like, wow. That's quite a development. Especially We don't say newspaper. Especially when people don't even read the papers. It's all coming from the internet. They're still printing them somehow. Yeah, it's a front uh for the paper industry. Uh is it so where are you getting this from? Are you getting this from like TV or your local neighborhood? I think she's yeah. just saying in general, right? In general, every everywhere you hear it, you hear newspaper. So yeah, newspaper. newspaper. Hmm. I mean, I'm in I'm in FEMA Region Seven, so maybe people just speak differently out here. That's how I say it too. Well, have you seen a change? Uh, I'll keep an eye out for it now. Okay. Newspaper. Report I, back. I feel like uh, my experience has been solid because I 
I consciously want to say newspaper now. I know. Newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they don't give us the news anyway. Yeah. No shit. Uh, it's almost like a Valley Girl, like newspaper. News- newspaper. Mountain. Newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that going around these days. The up talk. So tell me, President Biden, did you go to the thing and have a great, did you talk to Putin? Did Joe Putin. Biden say come? It's <laughs> a very important noose. Important. Important <laughs> convention in Geneva. Uh, yes. Terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Well, something that has not been terrible is you joining us tonight, for which we are eternally grateful. True that. And we can't wait to have you back. Hell yeah, guys. Anytime. Thanks again for having me. Yeah. Hope you get some uh, good sleep. I hope everybody has a great night. Yeah. Oh, I should probably I should probably get my uh, music loaded up. Stop being an asshole. First well, time. in the meantime, <laughs> I'll remind them about the value for value system that we exist on. Uh, we didn't really talk too much about uh, the elites and bloodsuckers tonight, but oh, uh, that's right. I'll tell you what, though, we usually talk about that shit, and we wouldn't be able to if we weren't on this wonderful value for value system. And uh, also on the Value for Value system is Bowl After Bowl, live every Tuesday nights at 9 o'clock Central, hosted by our good, good guests here, Dame DeLorean and her husband, Sir Spencer. Get on one of those uh, podcasting 2.0 friendly apps and boost the shit out of them. Behind the schemes commands it. Stream some sats, baby. Yeah, get on the level. It's the future, bitch. Stack them like you just can't stop. (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the future bitch hell yeah well we're excited to catch you tomorrow night uh bowlafterbowl.com go there listen live hang out their uh hashtag bowlafterbowl chat on irc.zeronode.net mm-hmm mm-hmm it's hot hell yeah well, uh, this is episode 51, and I've been Booberry. Yeah, it's June 28, 2021, and from way the hell over here, my name is Lavish. And reporting in from FEMA Region 7, I'm Dame DeLorean. Keep those bowls burning bright behind the schemes. Yeah. Catch y'all next time. Loveislit.com. Yes, love is lit. Hashtag love is lit. Or loveislit.com. <laughs> Behind the squeeze. Booberry and lavish. Uh, just uh, motorboating a bunch of boobies. Oh, Booberry. <laughs> oh, great science. Oh, great science. Great oh, science. This is real oh. science. It was bad radio. What's up, nerds? Oh, yeah, behind the scheme. Oh, fuck. You're gonna make me squeam. This show is behind the shim shimmers. Schemes. Schemes. Schemes.
to schemes with threes as ease. Get love. Loveislit.com. Go there, check it out, listen.